So glad to have Brother Mays here tonight. And I don't want to take too much time. I do appreciate Brother Mays very much. I said it the other night, and I mean it. I have confidence in this man. And I appreciate his sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. And once again, I want him just to come and obey whatever God has put on his heart. Amen. We love you, Brother Mays. Come, take your liberty tonight. Oh, let's lift up our hands and love him all over the house. I love you, Jesus. I will bless your name. I will bless your name. I will exalt you. I will lift you up. I will magnify you. I love you, God. I will bless your name. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Brother Regan was talking about prophecy. So I'm going to prophesy tonight. It's either going to get better or it's going to get worse. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm happy to be in the house of God tonight. I said I'm just delighted to be in the house of God. Amen. You know, the preacher, he finished his sermon, proceeded to the back of the church uh, to greet the congregation and and uh, after visiting, shaking several adult hands, uh, he came to a little seven-year-old boy. Uh, it was a son of one of his main families. And as he reached out to shake the boy's hand, he felt something uh, in the palm of his hand. So he asked the boy, he said, what's that? And uh, the boy proudly said, well, it's money for you. And uh, he said, son, I don't want to take your money. He said... Uh, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. He said, I want you to have it, the little boy said. Because my daddy said, you're the poorest preacher we ever had, and you need to help. I may be the poorest preacher that's ever graced this pulpit, but just hold on because Brother Riggins coming back. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. First Chronicles chapter 4. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 4. It is so good to be in God's house tonight. So good. I mean, I felt the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 4. I'm going to read two verses, verses 9 and verses 10. Amen. I have felt this all day. I can't get away from it. I asked God. I said, God, is there anything else? Do you want me to preach? And I kept coming back to this. So I'm going to preach it. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Now, if you were to go back and read the first eight verses, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and then uh, pick back up and read on down starting to verse 11 through verse 43, you quickly discover that this chapter is actually a record of the genealogy of Judah that was interrupted to bring us these simple two-verse details about a man by the name of Jabez. Seems that at some point in Jabez's life, his relationship with God uh, 
must have become exceptionally noteworthy to cause the author of Chronicles to stop and elaborate on this one man's life. I know that there's been much said and much written about the prayer of Jabez, and while the prayer that Jabez uh, prayed is indeed a great yet very simple prayer, uh, many have attempted to build a doctrine of prosperity out of this little prayer. One man even went so far as to write an entire book about it, and he entitled the book The Prayer of Jabez. The book deals with how to pray the same prayer that Jabez did and how to get what Jabez got. But that's not what I come to preach about tonight. I come to preach about what I feel it was that led Jabez to pray the prayer that he did. Now first let me say I'm in no way trying to add anything to these scriptures. And these verses don't give us any information as to the time frame when he prayed this. But if you would allow me a little leeway or liberty uh, in my mind, I think at some point <coughs> Jabez finally got up with the way thing, got fed up with the way things had been ever since he could remember. I don't know how old he was when he prayed this prayer. I don't know. It doesn't tell us. But ever since he was old enough to understand what people were saying, Jabez had heard uh, people talk about him and his strange name. I think Jabez ultimately reached a point uh, where he finally decided enough is enough. And that's what I'm going to preach about tonight. Enough is enough. Amen. God, let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you, God, for your presence in the house. Uh, we glorify you tonight because you've been good to us. Uh, you've allowed us to come together one more time and be in your presence. Uh, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm asking you for your grace and your glory. I'm asking you to anoint me with the Holy Ghost and power. Uh, I'm asking you, God, to give me, uh, God, the unction of the Holy Ghost. Uh, in Jesus' name, I'm believing you, God. Uh, Oh, somebody go ahead and praise him right now. Uh, come on, lift your voice. Uh, let's give God the King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, let's give him, uh, God, let's give him praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Uh, I love you. I love you, God. Prepare our hearts. Uh, prepare our minds, God, to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, and God, I'm asking you to anoint me. Uh, anoint these unclean lips of mine. Uh, let me utter forth, God, what you would have me to say. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I believe you for it. I'm asking you for your grace and your glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you. You can be seated. Now, in order for us to understand, amen, uh, why I've chosen the title Enough is Enough, uh, for this message, you first need to understand that in Hebrews, uh, the name Jabez means he causes pain or he makes sorrowful. In Bible times, the meaning of a name was very important because a name often described the hopes a parent had for their child's future, a decisive event in their lives, or even a trait that stood out when they first saw their newborn child. And a name often defined a person's future and what their individual would become. Evidently, Jabez was so named because he was born by his mother in pain. 
pain. He was born in grief and sorrow. And while these verses give us no reason as to why his mother gave birth to him in sorrow, we can only assume that there was something about his birth that was exceptionally more painful than the usual birth, either physically or emotionally. What it exactly was, we do not know. It may have been prolonged labor. Uh, he might have possibly been born breach. Uh, he could have even been born out of wedlock or even abandoned by the father. Uh, whatever it was, Jabez's mother made the decision, uh, amen, to never forget the trauma by giving her son a name that literally meant sorrow, grief, or pain. Knowing this, we can only begin to imagine the continual burden that Jabez must have endured with his name. Amen. No doubt in the eyes of many, uh, his very name sealed his dismal fate. Uh, it seemed to be everyone else's opinion uh, that Jabez uh, was destined to either be a man of pain and sorrow or one who would inflict pain and sorrow upon others. In fact, by what we have learned about his name, Jabez probably didn't have too much going in his favor. As a young boy growing up, he probably had to endure vicious teasing and even downright harassment, amen, about his name. He no doubt grew up reluctant to even try to make friends because when people would ask him his name and he introduced himself, he would see the look of pity, disappointment, or even revulsion in their eyes. As he entered manhood, he probably didn't have many friends. He no, no longer sought out the friendship of others. He avoided bringing attention to himself as much as possible. And when by chance he found himself in a crowd, he would just try to stay anonymous. And in fact, he probably avoided crowds as much as possible. He was probably only a man of average height, of average intelligence, of average features, and of below average proficiency when it came to interact acting with others. He was a man that didn't have much education and there was no, there was no doubt to, uh, to some extent lacking in his social skills. A man that due to the stigma surrounding his very name might have been somewhat backward with a tendency to be a recluse. With a name like Jabez, there was not much hope for a bright future. And he could have very easily given up on life and no one would have blamed him. And in fact, uh, amen, if he had chosen to do so, given the meaning of his name, uh, he could have made the decision to live up to it and he could have inflicted as much sorrow, grief, and pain on others as he so desired. He was a man with a tragic past, seemingly no hope of any type of a positive outlook, and all that appeared to remain forthcoming was a wretched and miserable future. Undoubtedly, Jabez was a man that was constantly reminded everywhere he went of the tragedy of his life every time someone called his name. However, at some point in his life, 
Jabez must have came to a point when he got fed up with the stigma that was attached to his name, his identity and his situation. Jabez defied his hopeless name, his dysfunctional beginning, and the shame and the disgrace that seemed to follow him wherever he went. Amen. And through faith and prayer, he became a man who believed fervently in the power of God because we just read in our text where Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And verse number nine of our text, amen, does not tell us that Jabez was more socially refined than his brethren. It doesn't say he was stronger, he was more muscular, or he was a much better looking specimen than his brethren. It doesn't say he was more intelligent or better educated, or that he had more charm or charisma and a better personality than his brethren. None of those attributes applied to Jabez by any means. But what the scripture does tell us is that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And when you look up the definition of the word honorable, uh, you will find it means having personal integrity uh, and morally upright, uh, not disposed to cheat or defraud, uh, not deceptive or fraudulent, uh, deserving of respect or honor. Uh, Jabez was more honorable, uh, which means Jabez was of a higher character than his brothers. Uh, can I hear it? Amen. He had more personal integrity than his brothers. Uh, he was more trusted worthy and more dependable in spite of the stigma of his name in spite of this he somehow rose above his brothers and became a greater morally upright person than his brothers were and he proved himself and he earned the respect of his peers we don't know when he became more honorable than his brethren because scripture does not give us any information concerning what happened or what it when it was that it happened but I I believe that there came a day in the life of Jabez when he said enough is enough. Uh, is anybody going to help me? There had to come a day when Jabez said I have let my name define me long enough. I have let the beginning of my life define me for way too long. This is not the real me. This is not who I am. I don't care what my mother named me. I don't care what circumstances have named me. I don't care what my, amen, my peers have named me. That's just not the man that I am. I'm a much bigger man than that. I'm a better man than that. I'm not a loser. I'm not someone who is destined to fail. I'm not someone who afflicts. And I'm not one who causes grief and pain and sorrow. I believe that Jabez broke out of the mold that had been cast for him when he prayed an effectual fervent prayer with a sense of urgency and vulnerability I believe he cried out to God with a boldness and declared I know what my mama named me I know what my my, my name defines me as and I know what my circumstances have done to me and what people have said about me but enough's enough and verse number 10 of our text tells us, Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed 
and enlarge my coast and that thy hand might be with me and, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil that it might not may not grieve me and by crying out to God and declaring enough is enough amen the final portion of verse number 10 says and God granted him that which he requested oh, I love you I wish somebody would pray that prayer and God is going to grant you that which you have requested I love this little short two verse story because it shows us that an individual can rise above your circumstances it shows us you can get beyond what has previously defined who you are you may be poor but poor doesn't have to classify who you are you might have a horrible past but your past doesn't have to dictate your future my god I feel the Holy Ghost you don't have to let someone told you years ago to keep you from getting the Holy Ghost And further, you don't need to listen to the lies that Satan fills your mind uh, telling you that, uh, amen, you can't get the Holy Ghost because of something uh, you said or done in, that's in your past. Uh, if you've truly repented of your sins uh, and done everything possible uh, to right your wrongs, then you can get the Holy Ghost. Uh, you don't have to let the negative circumstances of life hold you uh, in captivity. Uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, it doesn't matter what your background is. Uh, and it doesn't matter how twisted and deformed uh, and ugly your family tree might be. Uh, oh, God help me. Uh, it doesn't matter how appalling or tragic uh, your beginning was. Uh, it doesn't matter the horrible and cruel things uh, that life may have done to you. Uh, and it doesn't matter how uneducated or how unskilled you are it doesn't matter amen what people have labeled you think about you or say about you or even lie about you enough's enough I said enough's enough It doesn't matter how little money you might have or what you lack in ability. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You can break out of the mold that life has you shackled with and you can break through to a new life in Jesus. Somebody love him right now. Just like the life of Jabez. A child of God is often characterized by challenges and assaults from the enemy. It's often been said that life's not fair. At least for the most of us, it does not give us what we think we deserve. While life is not fair and does not give us the things that we think we deserve or we feel that we deserve. There are some things in life that we do not have to submit to. And just like Jabez, we must come to a point in life where we must resolve that enough is enough. I'm preaching to someone in this place tonight. It's time to say enough's enough. I said it's time to say enough is enough. 
as I was studying for this message, I came across an article about a popular song back in the disco music time of the late 1970s and the early 1980s. The song title was actually No More Tears, but it ended up being subtitled Enough is Enough because of the message of amen, the usage of the words enough is enough. The song was recorded in 1979 by a duo comprised of Donna Summers and Barbara Streisand. Anybody remember them? And it became immensely popular. In fact, the single went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on the week of the 24th of November through the first week of December uh, 1979 and was number one on the disco charts for a total of four weeks. Now, I personally don't ever remember the song because not because I'm too old or, or uh, uh, I just never was into that kind of music. I just was never into disco. But if I understood the article correctly, the song is about a woman who had been in a relationship that she finally seen was going nowhere. She saw that it was time for her to move on and do better. She saw that it was time to put up to stop putting up with all the heartache and the pain, all the sorrow and the wrongdoing, all the misdirection and misinformation all the lying and the cheating. In other words, it was time to say enough's enough. Some of the song's lyrics are as follows. If you've had enough, don't put up with his stuff. Don't you do it. If you've had your fill, get the check, pay the bill. You can do it. Tell him to just get out, nothing left to talk about. Pack his coat, show him out. Just look him in the eye and simply shout, enough is enough. I can't go on, I can't go on no more, no more. Enough is enough. And while I am no way trying to compare our spiritual walk with God to a worldly song, I do want to state that there should come a time in our lives when we should see the devil for who and what he really is. I said, I I said, we need to look at the devil for who and what he really is. He is our adversary. He is our tempter. He is a murderer. He is a liar and the father of lies. He is that roaring lion that walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He is the author and the instigator of all sin and iniquity. We need to get a revelation tonight that the devil's only purpose is to convince us to go against God's will and God's purpose for your life. He is constantly trying to bring us down and not let us get up his only business is to steal to kill and destroy that's just what he does I said that's just who he is we need to get up we need to shake the devil off we need to put him under our feet oh we need to take a stand and tell him enough is enough You see, the devil is always sticking his nose somewhere that he has no business. Uh, we ought to get tired of him constantly trying to take things from us, uh, trying to steal our faith, killing our joy, and constantly trying to destroy our church as well as our family and friends. That's why now the song says, oh, no, don't you let the devil ride. I said, don't you let the devil ride. You let him ride. He's going to 
going to want to drive. Don't let him ride. I'm telling you what Jabez did. He got tired of letting the devil ride. And he just decided enough is enough. And he went from a life of hopelessness and helplessness into an abundant life. Jabez decided there was more for him than just accepting the hand that life had dealt him. He could have just continued to live the life of the name that was spoken over him. He could have just decided that he would never be any better than his name and that he was destined to be miserable and bring pain and grief and misery and affliction to everyone and everything he came in contact with. But Jabez said no. He refused to be satisfied where he was at. He refused to stay chained to a life of heartache, grief, and pain. Jabez, because he he had faith to believe that God could and that God would do exceeding abundantly above all that he could ask or think. And I've come to this pulpit tonight to tell someone to quit letting the devil ride. You need, oh God, I said I come to this pulpit tonight to tell someone to quit letting the devil ride. You need to do like Jabez did. You need to break the mold and break out. Stand up and declare enough's enough. However, if you're satisfied right where you're at and you have everything you want in life, you have all the anointing and all the power and all the righteousness, joy and peace that you want, if you have all the authority of the Holy Ghost that you want, then there's not much more I have to preach to you because I'm here to preach to someone who has the same spirit that Jabez had. Oh God, he called him I'm trying to preach to someone who's not content with where you're at. I'm trying to preach to someone who's hungry for more than what you have ever had. Oh God, you want more anointing. You want more power of the Holy Ghost operating in your life. You want more boldness. You want more holiness, more righteousness, more joy, more peace. And you want more of God's presence in your life. I'm trying to help someone in this place start believing. God wants to bless you. God wants to multiply multiply you. He wants to expand your borders and your territories. Come on, let's love him for a moment. I love you, Jesus. We find out from looking at Jabez's life that your past doesn't matter. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. God never starts looking at your past to determine your future. 
I said, God never starts looking at your past to determine your future. And I'm so glad he doesn't. Uh, what happened in your life, B.C., before Christ, uh, does not matter. And even as a child of God, if you've fallen, if you've sinned, don't stay down. Get back up. Get back up. Get back up. Repent over whatever sin it was that caused you to fall. Forsake it. Turn from it. Ask forgiveness. The blood of Jesus Christ still cleanses us from all sin tell the devil enough is enough get your bible out if you can't quote it then read Micah chapter 7 verse 8 and inform him once again rejoice not against me oh mine enemy when I fall I shall arise when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light unto me I'm telling somebody tonight, you need to quit living in the past. I said you need to quit living in the past. Quit letting past failures, past disappointments, past hurts, past wounds, past mistakes, and what people have told you define your life any longer. Enough is enough. I said enough is enough. Put the past in the past and move on to the greatness that God has ordained for your life. Jabez just had the courage and the boldness to ask God to bless him. And someone in this place needs this courage and this same boldness to ask God to bless you. Oh, God, help me. God wants to bless you, but you are the one that has to ask him. Because James 4 and verse 2 in part still states, ye have not because ye ask not. Don't get mad at a brother or a sister in the church if you see them getting blessed and you're not. They decided to do what Jabez did. They simply asked God. You can have the blessings and the favor of God in your life. You just have to ask because Jesus tells us in the gospel of Matthew chapter 21 verse 22 and all things somebody say all things whatsoever you ask in prayer believing somebody say believing ye shall receive somebody praise him right now. I'm going to have to get back on the protein shakes. I'm getting too fat. Amen. Jabez prayed, and he asked for an enlargement of his coast. And the word coast in Hebrew means boundary, border, territory, or space. And the word enlarge means to simply make larger, extend in limits or dimensions, to extend to more purposes or uses. Jabez's desire and prayer was for much, much more than just health and wealth 
that so many today are claiming. Jabez's prayer was for God to enable him to reach out beyond himself to expand his realm and area of influence. My God, I've been praying that. Everybody in this place ought to be praying it. God, help me come in contact with somebody that wants to live for you. God wants to know you in spirit and in truth. He prayed that the hand of God would be with him and that the Hebrew word is used here for an open hand indicating power, means, and direction. Jabez prayed that God's open hand of direction, amen, and power would be with him and empower him to do great exploits for God and bless him with spirit prosperity I said spiritual prosperity Jabez prayed that God would keep him from evil or in other words deliverance from sin Jabez was aware of the power of evil and the fact that God could and would deliver him because he had already witnessed enough of the grief and misery over the result of sin in his own life And someone in this place needs to do what Jabez did and ask God for an enlargement of your coast. And you can sit back on your pew and say, well, God knows what I need and he'll give me more if I need it. To which I adamantly declare, no, he will not. I said, no, he will not. God will only give you more when you ask for more. I said, God will only give you more when you ask for more. God is not a rewarder of the passive and the lukewarm and the indifferent. He is a rewarder of the passionate. He is a rewarder of the hungry, the aggressive, and the diligent seeker. Woo! Somebody praise God right now. How do I know that? Because Hebrews 11 and verse 6 still states, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, the world might operate by the law of supply and demand. I said the world might. But God's kingdom operates by the law of demand and supply. When you make a demand, there will be a supply. I said when you make a demand, there will be a supply. I said somebody needs to start making a demand tonight. And someone in this place needs to put a demand on heaven today to supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And further, you need to get a revelation that the devil has no power over you. The only power the devil can have over you is what you surrender to him. That's why each and every one of us has got to make sure we stay prayed up. Because when he comes at us like a roaring lion, 
We can do what 1 Peter 5 and 9 instructs us to do. Resist him steadfast in the faith and tell him I've heard your roar before and enough's enough, devil. And further, devil, James chapter 4 verse 7 tells me if I will submit myself to God that I can resist you, devil, and you have to flee. So in your face, devil, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid and when Satan tells you that you're not going to make it just tell him enough is enough and remind him that the word of God tells you in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me and when the devil tells you you'd be better off just giving up and quit and tell him enough is enough I don't have to listen to your lies no more because I know that God is my rock and my salvation he is my defense I shall not be in God is my salvation and my glory the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God and when that insidious voice from hell starts telling you your situation is too hopeless and nothing is ever going to change just tell him enough's enough. Remind him what Psalm 71 and 14 proclaims. But I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Remind him what Psalm 146 and 5 assures you. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. And when that deceiver from hell tries to fill your mind with doubt and confusion, tell him, enough's enough. Because Psalm 71 and 1 assures you, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. And in addition to that, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 14 verse 33 very adamantly declares for God is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints and further Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 guarantees you and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus And when the accuser of the brethren comes, speaking with the voice of accusation to once again remind you of all the past wrongs that you have done, just tell him, enough's enough. Remind him you're not what you used to be. Remind him your past is past. Remind him what 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says about you. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So in your face, devil, I'm not the same person I once was when I was under your control. I'm not under your 
control. I'm a new person. My life's been changed. I'm no longer bound by your chains of slavery. Oh, Jesus tells me of the Son, therefore shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. Somebody say, I'm free. I'm free from your bondage, devil. I'm free indeed. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I hope everybody that's online listening tonight gets what I'm fixing to say. Because when Lucifer comes and tries to get you to talk about and run down your pastor, your brother or your sister, just tell him enough is enough. Rebuke him and inform him in no uncertain terms that you're a much, much better person than that. Tell him you refuse to submit to those low-life tactics because you know the word and the word lives in you. And Jesus instructed all of his disciples in the gospel of John chapter 13. Amen. Verses 34 and 35, he said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And then 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 and 11 says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. When the father of lies deceivingly lies to you and deceptively tells you, don't listen to no preacher tell you how to live. Oh, God help me. That you don't need to submit to the authority of a pastor because that's just not biblical. You just look him in the eye and tell him enough's enough. Because Hebrews 13 and 7 first instructs, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. And in addition to that, Hebrews 13, 17 directs, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they must watch for your souls, as they must give an account that they they may do with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you and when that slimy serpent tries to keep you from worshiping God tell him enough's enough and lift your voice and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph anyway go ahead and clap your hands anyway run the aisles anyway dance unto the Lord with all your might anyway let the devil know you're a child of the king and you're going to do what Psalm 111 and 1 says I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation when I need joy I'll do what Jesus said to do in the gospel of Luke chapter 6 verse 23 I will I will rejoice 
in that day and leap for joy. Woo! I refuse to let the devil keep me from worshiping my God who has redeemed me. I will do what Psalm 149 and 3 in part states, and I will praise his name in the dance. Woo! Musicians, please come. Find the devil. I will do what the entire 150th Psalm declares. I will praise you, the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. I wish somebody would help me right now. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Let everything. I said let everything. Everything, let everything, let Ikatalamoshia, let everything, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, somebody praise him. I wonder, is there any Jabez's in the house tonight? Ah, is there anybody who wants the same spirit that Jabez had? Oh, is there not someone here tonight ready to stand up and declare, Enough is enough? I said enough is enough. Go ahead, make the devil out the liar that he is and tell him enough's enough. Lift your hands, lift your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet and shout. We're praising God for the victory. I said we're praising God for the victory. The weapons that we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way we fight. We're praising him for the victory. Oh, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise his name in the dance. Oh, God. Let everything that had breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Somebody needs to tell the devil you've had enough and you're not putting up with his stuff. Just tell him to get out. There's nothing left to talk about. Show him out. Look him in the eye. Lift your voice and shout enough's enough. And you Satan in the name